Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the real Ephraim, Pastor Servante Ephraim. And I want to thank you for tuning in to today's show. And today I'm going to clarify some things. <laughs> I'm going to let everyone know what I do. Everyone keeps asking me. Everybody wants to know exactly what it is that I do. I have to use Ebonics. So I'm going to tell you in today's show. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the real Ephraim, Pastor Cervante Ephraim. Before we start, let's have a word of prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I just thank you, Lord, for this day. I thank you, Lord, for keeping us all the day long. God, thank you, Lord, for this season, this holiday season, God. You have done miracles god and we thank you jesus you have done the most hallelujah god and we thank you we praise you we bind the devil and plead the blood of jesus over every situation god right now people are hurting jesus people are going through in this season of thanksgiving god but god you are a comforter you are a comforter you are a healer so god i pray that you would touch the land god right now in the name of jesus touch those people that are going through right now they have lost loved ones in this pandemic lord god things have shaped and happened lot god sickness has overtaken the land but god you have overtaken the land too hallelujah so god we praise your holy name jesus you have overcome the land god and we thank you jesus lord god speak to those right now god that are going through that are depressed that are hurt lord god heal their minds to whisper in their ear and let them know that you are a healer you are their friend and god the people that are gone god you can restore lord god happiness we thank you right now in the name of jesus we give you all the praise, give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Continue to watch over our families. Watch over everyone, God. Watch our coworkers, people that are working, people that are that's out there on, on the front lines, God. Watch over them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Don't let anything overtake them, God. Bring them back safe home, safe and back to their families, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it right now because it's already done by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for strengthening our bodies. We give you all the praise, all the glory, every ache and pain. Lord God, you have fixed it. You are our aspirin. You are our motrins, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. You are everything to me and to us. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Let everyone say amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So I just want to talk a little bit. I'm not going to be before you long. I'm not going to be podcasting long because I'm tired. Hallelujah. Amen. So today we're going to talk about one thing. Everyone wants to know what I do. Everyone wants to know my resume. Amen. Because everyone asks me questions like, what do you do? And I don't have long to tell them. I have a lot. I do a lot. I've done a lot. Amen. So I just want to briefly tell you and sum it up. Amen. In a couple of short phrases. <laughs> Is that all right? Is that? Oh, I hope that's all right. Okay. So first of all, you know what? I am a man of God. I am a minister. I'm a called minister. Amen. And I thank God for his calling. I thank God for his anointing on my life. I thank God for the gifts that he's blessed me with. I am a musician. I uh, play the drums. Amen. And I 
I have played in all different arenas. I come from um, R&B. I come from funk. I, I'm, I, I am gospel. Amen. I love gospel music. I love all music. Amen. But, you know, uh, music is in my blood. Amen. I just love music. Amen. So I am a musician. Not by choice, but by plan. Amen. I am a drummer. I also am a counselor. Well, I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I'm a security guard. Amen. I am an armed security guard. I've been doing security for approximately 20 years. Amen. And I've worked in a lot of different areas. I've worked body. I've done bodyguard work. I've done all different types of security work you can think of in the security field. I mean, there is nothing that I haven't done in the security field. I can tell you graveyard shift, swing shift, day shift, morning shift, you name it. I have worked that shift. Amen. <laughs> so I paid my dues when it comes to security. Amen. So I am a security guard. Amen. Um, but my pride, my, my pride and joy where I, where my strength is, I love to help people. I am a, a drug and alcohol counselor. I've been a drug and alcohol counselor practically all my life. I believe that God called me to be a drug and alcohol counselor or a counselor, period. Amen. I believe he's called me to do that because every time, every job that I ever had, it was in the arena of helping people or customers in the customer service. I've always been in a position to help people. And if it had, if it wasn't doing security, it was counseling. If it wasn't counseling, it was just being a volunteer. It, I've always been in that arena of helping people. Amen. So, I am a drug and alcohol counselor. I am an anger management facilitator. I facilitate anger management. I do uh, all those. I do classes on anger management. If you have an anger problem, let me know. And I'll be sure to get you out some pets and worksheets. And I can, you know, we can work together. We can, and we can put it together and we can stop this anger problem. I am a domestic violence advocate. I work in that field to where I can I facilitate and I I conduct domestic violence um uh what's the word I'm looking for? I, I you know if someone's in an abusive relationship I I'm credentialed and I am licensed to take care of that. Amen to work in that field. Amen. I am a parenting facilitator. I I am licensed to conduct parenting classes and of that sort so if you have a parenting issue or you deal with bad kids praise god amen because everybody kid is and somewhat not right amen there's no perfect kid amen <laughs> so we can help you amen i can help you amen we can we, we can show get you right amen praise god uh, uh let me that's where i go i am a chaplain amen i am a chaplain so what i do is uh sort of i am a first responder amen um our credo is a church without walls and basically we are assigned to go ye therefore go out amen not just confined to one place so i am a chaplain also i uh conduct uh, and also that comes along with that that comes along with with uh with ministry it's, it's it falls in the ministry category Forgive me if I'm stumbling, but it falls in the ministry category. So I do ministry work. I, I can uh, marry, I can marry people. I can do funerals, all of that sort. So that comes along with ministry. Amen. So that's what I do. 
Amen. And I also am a T-shirt. I make T-shirts. If you ever need T-shirts done, if you ever need T-shirts for an event, I am that guy. Amen. I am skilled in that area. Um, I work with my mom and my sister and we can put shoes together a logo. I mean, it's real cool. If you go to my website, PastorCervanteEphraim.com, you can see what exactly is going on right now. I have T-shirts on sale right now. Wow, I have T-shirts. Yeah. Okay. If you go to my website, remember PastorCervanteEphraim.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-S-E-R-V-O-N-T-E. E-P-H-R-I-A-M dot com. That's all together. That's one word. And I, you can go, I'm sorry, go to my website and you can check me out and see exactly what, uh, you know, get visuals on what I do. You can see how I get out. Amen. <laughs> I don't sound kind of ghetto, but praise God. <laughs> so that's what I do. And like I said, I am very, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say anointed. I'm not going to say skilled. But I'm going to say anointed. Amen. I give all credit to God. There is nothing. I can't do nothing without God. Amen. And I cannot do nothing without his anointing. Amen. If his anointing is not there, it's not going to happen. Amen. Remember that. Amen. And I can't do nothing without him. I give all credit to God. Everything that I do and I say, it all goes. It goes to the glory of God. It's not me. Amen. Because. The real Ephraim will get at you. Amen. But Pastor Sir, Pastor Cervante Ephraim, he is nicer. Amen. So I just want to thank you again for this time. Again, don't forget to visit my website, PastorCervanteEphraim.com. You can check me. All you have to do is go on Google and type in my name. And when I had finished, when, when, when I completed all the work that I had finished, I had typed in my name and everything about me came up and I said, oh, God, I'm an open book. And, uh, you know, I, I I was telling God, I said, Lord, I just thank you because I can see the blessings coming. I see the blessings. They're not, you no, know, they're not coming, but they're here and they are, they're coming to pass. It is something when you see the blessings of God, the things that was prophesied to you, that the things that was told to you years ago coming to manifest itself now and present time that's a blessing amen so i thank god again for this opportunity now you know exactly what i do do not forget to visit the website we have i have we have t-shirts on sale right now t-shirts are on sale right now go to the website scroll scroll all the way down till you get to ministry i believe or merchandise one of them and you'll see it you will see the shirts and I have all sizes. Amen. And you see all the services that I provide. Amen. All the counseling things I provide. All the, you know, you see all. I'm going to have pictures up also of me when I was dressed as Santa Claus. Praise God. So um, have a blessed evening. Like I said, enjoy. Oh, I hope you enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving. Remember, family is everything. Amen. I thank God for you. Have a blessed evening. Bye. Hi, this is Patricia. I am a domestic violence survivor. I was beating over 80% of my body by someone who loved me. Therefore, I didn't trans transfer all my anger and pain 
into hurt and pity. But what I did, I transferred it to love. So therefore, I created Von Dora wine. It is a unique taste of elegance. And it helps you through all your difficulties, with all your problems. But all you have to do is take one sip and take your power back. We have a red Cabernet. We have a Moscato. And we, have, we can also personalize any bottle for any occasions for anyone that you love. So, if you want to do it and taste good wine, smooth wine that would help you re relax, purchase Vondor Wine at Vondor Wine Facebook page and Vondor Wine Instagram. So you can take one sip and take your power back. Well, I thought that I was done. I thought that I was through with this segment. I thought that I was through, but I'm back. And I'm going to talk about something um, that you should know. I'm going to talk about my childhood. A lot of people don't want to talk about their childhood. They don't want to talk about how they were raised. They don't want to talk about what kind of home they come from. But I am going to talk about it right now. I think it's necessary. So... I'm going to get right into it. Growing up when I was a child, uh, when I was a kid, um, I can't say that I was a loner, but I was the only child at one point. I come from a uh, single parent home. My dad was present for, for a minute. He was uh, alive for the first 10 years of my life. So, you know, I come from that kind of family. I come from that home. I was a loner. <laughs> I'm just going back. Yes, I was a loner because I was the only child for a minute. So I really didn't do too much. I was really didn't uh, have uh, a lot of ideas or I didn't know the latest trends or things like that. But like I said, I was just a loner. I was by myself. I have a big family, but um. I was sort of like distant in a way. Uh, you know, I at an early age, I can't remember just um, having toys. I, I had all the ladies, G.I. Joes. I had the Army Man. I had all those different types of, you know, kid toys when I was younger. And, uh, I mean, hey, it was just me. You know, uh, my sister didn't come along till about 92. But... Um, my mom, she raised, she practically raised me by herself. My father passed when I was um, a child, when I was uh, back in 19, uh, 1990. He passed, so I had a relationship with him from uh, from the time he was alive. I could remember us spending time together. Um, it was very, I mean, it was lovely. You know, it was, you know, it was just typical family. I did get whoopings. I did get all, you know, I went through the whole child phase. <laughs> it was crazy. I can remember uh, one day I had got a whooping and it was, oh my God. Uh, I got chased around the whole house and I was like, oh God, you know. I remember just like I said, having a typical childhood, being alone, um, not knowing too much and 
just going about my daily activities. You know, I ne- I really didn't start to mature enough until uh, around my like 13, 13 years old. But like I said, I come from a single family home. I uh, my mom did. My mom was a victim of domestic violence and I witnessed it and how that made me feel I didn't understand it I didn't understand why a woman why a man would want to hit on a woman so I I experienced a domestic violence thing at a young age I seen it happen and I vowed to myself and I vowed to God that I would never ever hit a woman so my childhood years, I, like I said, I had, I didn't have a father figure. Like I said, he passed in 1990. So I had to rely on my uncles and my grandfather to be that father figure in my life. My mom, she worked a lot. She had three jobs. You know, um, she took care of me, you know, and she made sure that I ate. She made sure that I had the things that I wanted to have. You know, at that time, um, I can say that I wasn't as fortunate as other kids to have all the latest gear and things like that. But I had clothes and that was enough. And I think I believe my mom, you know, said that was enough, too. So at that time, it was more just surviving, you know, and being a kid and going through the different phases. I uh, never experienced uh my other family members because it was a time where now that I know it was a time where my mother and my mother didn't quite get along with my dad's people so it was a that was a time in my life where I didn't know about I didn't know the issues so I've always been around my immediate family never been around uh my dad's people until I got older but I've had vi- I have visits with them and I have been around and yeah, and I've been around with them and I've been visiting them but not as much as I wanted to and needed to. So, like I said, growing up as a kid, it was different. Um my sister count my sister comes along in 92 and things change. I have to grow up quick because my mother worked. She worked three jobs. So I had to man up in a sense. I had to take care of her. I was the only kid that had a beeper. I was the only kid that, you know, had a cell phone at that time because I had to make sure, you know, my mom was was out, out doing her thing. So I had to, you know, watch the house, watch my sister. So you can say I practically raised my sister in a sense because, you know, I was I was I was there. My my mom was taking care of the house, taking care of business. And um, that was crazy because I was had to grow up and had to, you know, just do the things that teenage kids do. Which it was okay, but at that time I didn't understand. But as I got older, I began to realize, you know, what it was and how everything was happening and what was happening around me. So that's it. That's my childhood. My childhood was a little bit different. It was a little, I don't know how everybody else's childhood was, but I had to grow up 
at a certain time and have to grow up in order, you know, and, and do things and experience things a little bit quicker than everyone else. So I thank God for it. And as I got older, I took those things and I took those different patterns and I and I applied it to my life. I'm going to tell you something. Anytime good or bad experiences, take them experiences with you and apply them to your life. No matter what it is, it can be good experience. It can be bad experience. Take it and apply it to your life and learn from it. Amen. And that's what I have to say about that. We um, often get caught up and we get we get uh, confused about a lot of things. No, the time is not to be confused. So take your good and take your bad experiences and learn from them. As a child, I had to I learned a lot. Being at my grandparents' house, I had to learn. Well, I say had to, but I learned more about God. While my cousins and everyone else was out experiencing life in the streets and doing what they wanted to do, I was at my grandparents' house with my grandfather learning the Bible from front to back, both sides of it. And I was learning I mean, from Genesis to Revelations. And I, he was he was showing me different you know different the way that he taught me was different stories of the bible that's how i learned different stories of the bible because he never gave it to me gave me the heavy stuff he just gave me all the stories and growing up i got so fascinated with the stories of the bible and, and the things you know the story of the walls of jericho and gideon and samson david all those stories they fascinated me and i was like yeah i gotta learn more about this but the only i'm gonna tell you like this younger i don't know about you but matthew 24 oh my god it scared it scared me i don't know matthew 24 and revelations it talks about the end of times and it talks about what's going to happen in the last days and i don't know about you but as a kid it spooked me <laughs> it scared me it really did but it also as i got older it gave me it i'm starting to see things i'm starting to see how everything is playing out and i'm like okay yeah it's time to get right but i hope you enjoyed this this is i was just basically talking about you know uh my childhood and me growing up and um was i a shy guy yes i was very shy I was shy, camera shy, all that good stuff. I didn't talk much. I was very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm going to tell you like this, and this is being open, because I like, I'm just going to be honest, open, honest. I was to the point in my life where I would, uh, it was time to go to the pool one day. It was time to go swimming. And I was the only guy in the pool with a shirt on. Because I was so embarrassed of my of my of my stomach, I was so embarrassed of that way I looked, and I mean, I would go to the pool with a shirt on, and you put to take your shirt off. Even when I went to the beach, I would have to take my I would keep a shirt on because I was so embarrassed of my looks, and I was so. Uh, Oh God, what are people gonna think? And I was afraid of what people were gonna say and think about me. 
Did I get talked about as a kid? Yes, I did. Because I was a short, fat kid. Uh, I wore the glasses. I did it all. I had it all. You know, I was a nerd. And I still am a nerd to this day, and I'm proud to say it. But, uh, yes, I was. I was that kid, and, I mean, I was just, oh, my God, yeah. The short, fat one. <laughs> I can say that openly and freely. I can tell you about experience. One time when I was when I was younger, I remember this guy. I had a bully. I'm not going to disclose his name, but I had a bully. And he would chase me home every day from elementary school. Chase me home. E I mean, chase me home every day. And so one day, this particular day he chased me home, my grandfather was in the doorway. And I ran to the door, and I said, Grandpa, open the door. And... <laughs> He wouldn't open the door. He was standing right there because every day my grandpa would come and stand at the doorway and look out the window. And I kept asking him to open the door. He wouldn't open the door. He would not open the door. And he, I mean, he locked the door on me. So here come this guy, my bully, running up behind me. And he walked up on me and he pushed me. And I pushed him back. He pushed me again. And that last push when he pushed me the last time I turned around and I swung on him and I busted his nose blood's gushing out everywhere and you know what happened my grandfather finally opened up the door <laughs> and I ran in sometime we have to stand up to those problems and stand up to those issues God is saying, look, okay, we keep asking God to deliver us and keep us and take us and save us, but he's not hearing. He, he, he acts like he doesn't hear. So until we stand up to those problems, until we stand up to those things, those bullies, those life bullies, depression, anxiety, all those life bullies, so until we stand up to those things, then once we stand up to them things and say, you know what, and we fight that devil, we fight that enemy, that situation, and look what's going to happen. You're going to win. And God will say, okay, I got you now. I always was there, and I always was watching you. I always had you in my hands. But it's time for you to stand up to that thing. Amen? So if you don't get nothing else from this, stand up to your issues. Stand up to your problems, no matter what it is and what it look like. You have to stand up to those issues. Amen. Keep God first and everything will fall into place. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the real Ephraim. Just stopping by to let you know that just in time for the holidays, we have real men and real women pray T-shirts. Yes, I said it. Real Men Pray and Real Women Pray t-shirts backed by popular demand. We have all sizes available, so don't worry, we do have your size. And also introducing, we do have cups. Yes, we have coffee cups for that favorite coffee drinker in your life. So feel free to stop by PastorCervanteEphraim.com and check me out. See the merchandise you know what and for the holiday season they make a good gift okay you have a blessed day bye